The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of OTS. I am your host, Darnell Autry. And uh, it's just me in the studio today, so I'm going to be holding it down. Uh, my uh, co-host, uh, J.D., um, is in Chicago, so I wanted to obviously thank him for being on the show last week. But uh, I think he's going to be a regular on the show, so we look forward to having him. And uh, I think he's going to be a great addition. So uh, I wanted to thank him and also um, you know, wish him a safe journey and all that stuff as he goes home back to Chicago. I also want to take a minute to thank uh, Ray Ellis, our executive producer. I think uh, he does a great job here for Voice America. And, and I, again, sincerely, sincerely appreciate him giving me the opportunity to be on this show and uh, to, to you know express my own opinions and and uh, share with you um you know things that i know and things that i think about and you know the good bad and ugly so i appreciate that ray you're the man i appreciate that so i wanted to cover a, a few current topics uh that are in the news now uh just two really uh first of all let let's let's discuss briefly this kim kardashian and uh uh, what's the guy's name? Chris, um, I'm drawing a blank on this. Oh, Chris Humphreys, her, her 72 days, uh, for their wedding. Uh, you know, there, there are things flying around about, you know, he, she got mad because he hired a, uh, an LA publicist for a celebrity publicist and then was mad because he's not a celebrity. He's a basketball player and blah, blah, blah. And I, I I don't, I don't get it. I, I really and truly don't get it. On top of that, I think about the money that was made. I mean, I don't know how much money they made on it. I think it's, it's, it's in the tens of millions of dollars that they made on this wedding with selling pictures and granting access and it was all on TV and, and then, and then, you know, I'm sure a lot of the stuff was donated from sponsorships and blah, blah, blah. And all that work for 72 days, man, that's, that's hardcore. I mean, that is truly, truly hardcore. But I think Chris is playing is smart, though, because, you know, Chris was out there. He's like, well, you know, I love my wife. You know, I'll do anything I can to make it work or whatever, which is a great PC move because I'm not sure that I'd have that same kind of opinion. I'm not sure that I'd come out and be take the high road. I might be a little bit pissed and a little bit bent out of shape. But, again, I don't know all the rules. I, I mean, I don't know. What happened? I don't know what happened behind closed doors. I don't know. Maybe he cheated on her. I don't know. Uh, but it does seem like 
she is truly, truly a handful. And, you know, Reggie Bush, you know, he was like, nah, I'm good with it. Now, you know, Chris Humphreys, and he got kicked to the curb. So I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, the common denominator in that is Kim K. Now, I'm not saying the girl ain't fine because the girl is gorgeous. I'll, I'll give you that. The girl is gorgeous. But in my opinion, if you're fine and you are a jerk, in your uh, in how you handle things and the way you do things and the way you treat people and how you act if your attitude is just stank then i think it's just a waste i mean it is a complete waste of a gorgeous face a gorgeous body um i don't care how much money she has i mean I'll, although i will say that for 72 days if it paid me 10 million bucks i mean i might consider it maybe maybe but you know kim k i don't know what's going on in your head mama but you know, there's a lot of people out there that are not quite sure what what this whole thing is about, and there's a lot of people that think it's all publicity stunts, and, you know, I don't think we'll ever know. I know she came out and said, I married for love, and blah, 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 72 days later. So I, I'm guessing maybe something happened. Uh, I don't know. It's now, obviously, the ratings for their show has now gone through the roof because they're going to start addressing that drama and blah, blah, blah. And... If, in fact, it was uh, uh, a media ploy, uh, I, it, it's genius for, for the show. It's genius for them because it ends up putting more money in their pocket. But it sure does mess up, like, the chances of, of uh, and not that it wasn't already messed up, but, you know, the celebrity athletes getting together and marrying and lasting long term and all that stuff. I mean, it sure definitely gives it a black eye and, you know, I think nowadays, uh, you know, marriage is one of those things like, well, if it doesn't work out, then we'll just get divorced. That's that's that. So and and even more so in the celebrity realm where it's like, oh, it's fashionable. I want to get married. I think it's a good idea. And then you go and never mind. I still like to party. And, you know, you know, if me getting married and then me make ten million dollars and then get divorced and then I can get married again and make ten more million dollars. I mean, I, you know, it's become a business. It's become a business, and it and and I think it's going in the wrong direction. Not that it wasn't already in the wrong direction, but I think it's getting worse. And I think that you know, with that kind of scenario and situation, you keep crying wolf about, "Hell, I'm in love. I married this guy." Blah blah blah, and then you divorce. People start becoming numb to the institution of marriage, and then after a while, people just don't care at all. So you know, I think there's a lot of fans. You know, that watch celebrities and watch athletes and, you know, they, in, in, in our eyes as the fan, as the admirer, you know, we, we look to those celebrities, we look to our athletes to say, okay, so what, what are the fashionable? What are the, the high profile people doing? What are the, what is the, you know, the celebrities? What are they doing? Cause, you know, everybody knows that, you know, if the celebrity says they like, uh, 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 this type of chicken, everybody goes out and buys this type of chicken. Uh, if they wear this certain kind of clothes, you know, everybody runs out and get those kind of clothes. I mean, that's, that's how business is generated. So, and, and, you know, uh, companies and, and marketers and, and, and sponsors, they're not stupid. They get it. They know that if the celebrity, you know, says, oh, I love, you know, pink Converse, then everybody runs out and buys pink Converse. So, you know, it's become, a uh, you know, a business and, and it's, and, and I, I think, 
we should hold our celebrities and we should hold our athletes uh, to a higher standard. Whether they want it or not, I mean, they signed up for it. It is what it is. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to do a big blockbuster movie and then be mad that everybody wants to talk to you and get autographs and, and hound you when you're eating. I mean, you signed up for that. That is what it is. I mean, you know, it's an outside-the-box kind of job. And, and, and so you signed up for it. Same with, same with professional athletes. Yes, you know, we hold you, and I say we as, as a fan now, as a non-player, uh, as an ex-NFL ex guy. Yes, we do hold you to a certain standard. Uh, there's kids, there's, there's grown men, there's, there's women, there's children. I mean, there's little girls, everybody that, there's people that look up to you. And when you are in a position where people look up to you, then there's a certain certain sense of responsibility. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of athletes. And, and, and you know, I think Charles Barkley is, is, is pretty famous when he came out and said, you know, I, I'm not a role model. Uh, I think his point is well noted in that the bottom line is the, the onus is on the parents. The onus is on the parents to 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 teach these kids and and raise them you know to be you know responsible individuals to 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 make their own decisions and, and prepare them for life and you know life is funny and crazy blah 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 but at the same time you know these kids all see these athletes and and the whole and the whole world see these athletes so when you do bad things it's going to hit the media and that's the story that's the thing i mean they don't they don't talk about you know all the good stuff that a lot of the athletes do or a lot of celebrities do because that just doesn't sell as much uh, um you know publications or whatever and it's not as hot a topic and people are going oh that's great he has started another charity that's fantastic but you know did he kill somebody you know people are really interested in like the the, the drama and the negativity and but you know athletes and celebrities can't be mad when people want to be around them. I mean, they aspire to be them. There's a lot of people that want their lives. And so when you get that, you can't be like, well, you know, I'm an NFL player. How would you like if I came to your job and, you know, asked for autographs? Well, you know, their job, whatever job it is that you, you're saying that you're not going to show up to their office and get autographs, their job is not as highly public as yours is. And if you didn't want a public job, then uh, then maybe you should have given up football in college and, you know, after college you just said, no, I'm good, I don't need to go to the NFL, I'm just going to go to graduate school and get my degree and work in a regular job. I mean, I get it, though. I get, you know, again, as an ex-athlete, I understand that there's, there is a balance. There is a balance. And no, I, you know, no, I can't sign everybody's autograph. I get that. No, I can't be um, um, something that everybody wants me, not, uh, wants me to be. I can only do... Um, me and 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 in that comes okay. I can only do me. I can only do the best I can and deal with the life that I was given and 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 the traits and all the things that I was given. So you know, yes, I'm held to a higher standard, but I can only be me. And if me, you know, I come from a, a tough economic background, so therefore, you know, my attitude is is. Is such that, you know, it's not popular amongst the masses or if my attitude, you know, I, I, I take the, the stance that I'm, you know, better than anybody else because I got to the NFL or whatever, uh, you know, those, those guys, they can only be them. And so there's a, there's a balance between, yes, you have a public responsibility. Yes, you're in the eye of the public, but at the same time, the public also has to give, um, that allowance that, hey, you know, 
you can admire what they do on the field, but you don't know them individually. You know, you don't know Endomic Sue. You don't know Aaron Rodgers. You don't know, uh, um, you know, you didn't know Walter Payton or, or John Elway or whatever. And you can admire their play on the field and you can say they're tough and you can, you know, you know, ooh and ah at the, the things that they do or don't do on the field. But as individuals, as people, you know, unless you're in their circle, unless you hang out with them, you don't really know them. So there is that balance between uh, the athlete taking on some responsibility and the masses taking on responsibility and saying, hey, listen, you know, they're human beings. They make mistakes. Uh, uh, they make bad judgments. And the athletes and celebrities can't be mad when they make a bad judgment and it gets blown up all over the media. You can't be pissed. I mean, you knew that was there. That's always going to be there. That's not going to change. That's what these people get paid to do. They get paid to take pictures of you doing terrible things. They get paid to write about you doing terrible things. That's what they get paid for. They get paid to get the story. So if you give them no story, then there's nothing for them to write about. But when you do something and you make a mistake, know that your mistakes are going to be public. Know that your mistakes are going to be out there, and people are going to judge you uh, on those mistakes. And, you know, there'll be fans like Michael Vick, and I talked about it probably several weeks ago when I first started the show and I had Andre on the show, um, and we talked about, you know, Vick probably lost all kinds of uh, uh, um, fans. You know, there are people that just just can't forgive him for it. And then there's others that are like, ah, I didn't care about it in the first place. And then there's others that are now coming around going, you know, all right, I can learn to forgive him. I, I get it. Okay. And they move on. But either way, you know, Vic still has to be Vic. And there's a responsibility. And I'm sure he, he unfortunately learned a terrible, terrible lesson from it. And fortunately, his actions, uh, um, you know, they have repercussions. And unfortunately, because of his celebrity status, I think that uh, you know, it was a combination of, you know, his handlers told him to, you know, I don't know what he told him to say, uh, combination of his attitude towards how it all went down, uh, and then the combination of the, the masses going, hey, you know, he's a celebrity, he should be held to a certain accountability, and we're gonna, we're gonna really hang him out to dry. So, this relationship between celebrities and, and athletes and the masses, um, there, there has to be a balance, uh, and, and, um, and, it is absolutely positively imperative that we all understand the relationship because, you know, there are diehard fans out there that absolutely love, 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 um, who, uh, uh, Donovan McNabb. They just, they just love him. He just, he's the man. He can do no wrong. It is what it is. And then there are people out there that absolutely hate him. And those that love him may not know him. And those that hate him, may not know him but you know i've got an opportunity to know him and i you know i know that he's a he's a good guy he's a he's a genuine guy uh he's a funny guy uh and, and i know that he loves football and he cares about his teammates so you know let's 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 take a step back and look at the relationship between the masses and the celebrity and say okay let's let's take it at surface level like i said kim k and all that stuff i i don't know what happened behind closed doors i just know that the 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 effect um is is huge and it affects in so many different ways and not just to the masses but to other celebrities that are looking around going oh okay well such is life that's the way it goes and you know i i just think that the institution of marriage uh, should be uh uh an exciting thing. It should be valued in this society. I think it should be um, something that we that we aspire to have and and have a partner that we that you know we can live the rest of our lives with and have children and have great families. So 
I just that I apologize. I just want to go on a quick little rant about that whole thing because I just I just think it's a mess. But you know, I guess money talks and everything else walks. So I'm going to take a break. Uh, when I get back, we'll talk a little bit of college football, uh, bowl systems, uh, number one, number two this weekend. So uh, we'll be back. Darno Autry, OTS, Voice America. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words we want to hear from you listen for life love and sports featuring your host ron dixon ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you the fan are talking about today listen wednesdays at 5 p.m eastern 2 p.m pacific on voice america sports what's the national pastime in the u.s in the 21st century are you sure think again Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you very much, Susie. Uh, again, I... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the the lady's name that does the promos for me, but I think it's awesome. But I think it's funny that I just keep calling her different names. Uh, anyway, I decided I'm I'm down off my soapbox about marriage and celebrities and athletes and whatever. You know, again, I should qualify it by saying I'm not married. I have no experience in marriage. I don't know. I mean, I just know by you know what I've seen around me and and, and what I've been reading and all that stuff. So you know, please, uh, you know, this it's not the gospel. It's just 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 thoughts just streaming out of my head. So uh, so I, I thought I'd, I'd take an opportunity um, to talk a little bit about college football uh, as we have uh, number one and number two uh, this Saturday. And apparently it is one huge, huge deal. And and I say apparently because uh, I was on ESPN.com uh, and they've issued like you know, there, there's been over 600 media requests for this game. And by media requests, that means like, you know, reporters and camera guys and all that stuff. 600. So just to give you an idea, the average for like an Alabama game against a non-marquee opponent is 350. There's 600. 
And when Alabama plays like Auburn or Tennessee, there's like 450 because it's like, you know, uh, you know, inner, inner, uh, conference rivalry, but 600. I mean, there are a lot of people that, that want to see firsthand and be on the field and have access to interviews and take pictures and all that stuff. So I get that it's a big game and I get that, you know, the numbers offensively for Alabama are gaudy. The numbers for LSU are gaudy. Um, but I have to admit that it 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 doesn't seem like, and I guess I guess with all the NFL prospects that are going to be in one game and 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 the, the hype around it, I mean, I think either way, whoever wins this game has got the clear path to the national championship, right? So then, number two loses, or whoever ends up losing the game, obviously will probably either get leapfrogged by like. Uh, I guess Oklahoma State or or Stanford. So there's going to be all kinds of media frenzy about that. Especially it depends on in manner in which whatever team wins. So if the team that wins blows them out by 45, if which I think is next to impossible. But if they do, and stranger things have happened. Like I said, I told you, I told you people didn't like the. I was like, people aren't a fan of the of the World Series, and and it turned out to be an unbelievable one. So I mean. If the the team that wins blows them out, then yes, the number two team then gets leapfrogged, and then you know they deal with whatever the one loss is, and they you know have to go back to the locker room and figure it out. If they lose by one, and their only loss is to then the number one or number two team, then you know this all these calculations come out about who played what, and then the voting and whether or not Oklahoma State should leapfrog them or Stanford or whatever, whatever. Um, I think that this, the way that it's playing out now, is that this is probably the biggest game of the season. This is probably going to be bigger than the national championship, and because, and I think it's because of the of the teams themselves. I mean, they've got some unbelievable talent. I think the coaches are great. I think that the the um, uh, the intensity of the game. I think it's. I think it's just. It's going to be the biggest game of the year because I honestly think that if Oklahoma State and and or Stanford and or Boise State leapfrog, let's say LSU, LSU loses, Alabama's number one. Now LSU drops down to number three and Oklahoma moves up to number two and Stanford moves to number three. Oklahoma State and Alabama, I don't think will be as big a game as this is right now, as even though Oklahoma State will be number two. So I, I, I got mixed emotions about the hype that's going into this game right now. I mean, I think it would be far better if this was the national championship game. Then, then the hype is warranted. But I, 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 I again, I, I'm guessing that the, it's, it's really about the amount of talent that is in this game. Uh, and, and the, the records and the, you know, I, I think that's the, that's the big deal th- that this game is going to be probably the biggest. And, and it's not, I'm not taking anything away from Oklahoma State or Stanford or Boise State. I think that they're all three, all four of them are, are, all three of those are great teams. Uh, obviously Alabama, uh, LSU are great teams. But I think right now this game coming up this Saturday is probably going to be the biggest college game of the year. Now, 
That being said, not saying that Oklahoma State or, or Stanford with Andrew Luck in the game won't be a big deal or, or Boise State, and I'm not even sure who all they got on their team. I haven't really paid much attention to Boise State. I always just assume that they're going to be number three or number four or five, and that's that, and, you know, going to be left out of a big bowl game and so on and so forth. So, I, sorry, Boise State, that's just, that's just my opinion of overviewing of, of, your schedule, your talent, where the media seems to continue to put you. I'm, you know, again, I'm not saying that you could or could not compete in the, you know, against number one and number two. I'm just saying that that's how I just gloss over and say, okay, you guys are usually four or five right in that range. Um, so speaking of the, the, the top three though, the, the one team that's obviously really interesting is obviously Stanford. And, and the reason Stanford's interesting is because they got Andrew Luck. Now, Andrew Luck, I'm assuming, and I think he is a senior, right? So if Andrew Luck is a senior, and yeah, I think he is because he had to come out. He he forego coming out last year, and he wanted to come out. So then he decided to come back for a senior season. So I think I think everybody's saying, okay, oh no, check it, he's actually a redshirt junior. So he, he I guess he could come back for another year. Um, but everybody's questioning whether or not he comes out, um, and then, you know, who's going to be, you know, number one in the NFL, or who's going to get the first pick in the NFL, is it going to be Miami, is it going to be, um, I don't know what other terrible teams are out there, um, you know, are they going to, you know, and I think it's a funny phrase that I heard uh, that, that my guy uh, Grant put on, on, my, on my sheet here, is it, it's suck for luck. Which means, you know, are our teams beginning to lose games on purpose? Indianapolis, you know, are, are they losing games on purpose so that they then could be the first pick and then have the opportunity to get Andrew Luck? Which I think is is pretty crazy. But I, I guess again, in the sporting world, in the NFL world, and uh, I mean, stranger things have happened, and I, I just think it's. I think that's just hardcore, but I think it's funny though that it's suck for luck. That's hysterical. I think Andrew, I think Andrew Luck is great. And I think he's, a, I think he's a good football player. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be a good pro. I think just like every other, you know, NFL quarterback that's come out aside from, you know, Cam Newton. But again, Cam is doing big numbers, but they're not winning the game. So I don't know what's, I mean, I don't know what's better. You, you you do all these great numbers, but your your record's still two and whatever or three and whatever. It's still a down season. So you can clearly see the upside of of Cam Newton, and and he's one of those uh, special circumstances. But I think for the most part, you know, even Peyton Manning, he came out, you know, as he came out drafted as a rookie, first round pick. You know, he comes out and has a you know a terrible, terrible zero and sixteen or one and whatever record he had, and, and you know, Indianapolis fans had to kind of suck it up and go, oh, well, you know. But we see the potential in him, and and we think that you know, and and look at what what has what has happened. So I, I think that Andrew Luck is going to be that along that same along those same lines, where you know he'll come out and and you know I I think he holds the cards. I think that he has the option to come back for another year if the teams that are up there aren't to his liking or, or don't fit what he thinks he should should do. Um, from what I'm hearing, that he's a, he's a different kind of guy. Uh, he has bigger aspirations. I mean, he's at Stanford. He's got bigger aspirations than just being a, a, a football player. That's what I'm hearing. Now, again, you know, word on the street has, has, been, has been wrong sometimes, so I'm, you know, don't hold me to it. But, you know, so 
I think he's got great potential. I think he does hold the cards. I mean, he could come back for another year if if whatever the teams out there are not too. Um, you know, not willing to give him what he wants. And again, I, I know that the collecting bargaining agreement has been, has been changed and there's been caps on the salaries and, 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 you know, the, the big blockbuster deals are no longer there. And I think that if I was Andrew Luck, I would probably go somewhere where maybe I find myself in a, in an Aaron Rodgers kind of situation where I could, you know, sit back and learn from somebody that's seasoned and, 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 you know, really, you know, uh, you know, get up to speed because again, you know, I think you ask uh, uh, Tim Tebow, how's it going? Uh, not so much, not very well. And you know, I don't think that there's any dispute or, or question that Tim Tebow is a good athlete. There's no question that he's a good, uh, uh, that, he's a, that he's got leadership qualities. I'm not going to call him a leader because he's, you know, from what he's done in the past, he's got leadership qualities. And he, I don't know that you can call him a, a leader, so to speak, right now in the NFL as a leader in the NFL. I think you can call him a, a great athlete that was in college and that, you know, has a lot of great leadership qualities and that, you know, with a little bit of time and a little bit of effort, I don't know if it's going to end up in Denver. I don't know if he's going to be there or not. I don't know if I don't know what John Elway's thinking. If he's thinking like, listen, we've seen all we can see, you know. But I do think it's kind of hardcore that you know everybody wanted to see it. And I was saying, and and I think a lot of people were saying, I don't think he's ready. I just don't think he's ready. And in all fairness, you know, to open up against Detroit's defense and just get tossed around and slammed and all that stuff, and people praying over you and all that stuff and mocking you. I mean, that's that that got ugly really, really quick for him. And I'm sure he's still sore uh, from that. But I think more importantly, I think his uh, his his ego may be a little bit bruised. But I think he's a good enough athlete. He's he's a he's a good enough player, and I think. He's mentally strong enough to use this as fuel, hopefully, to improve. Now, whether or not Denver gives him another opportunity to improve, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna they they're gonna give him one more week. I guess they're playing Oakland this week. Uh, I don't know that that team that that game for him is going to be any better. Uh, Oakland's got some big front four. I mean, they've got some talented up there with Seymour and those guys. I I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that you know he he. He, I do hope that he comes back stronger for the experience now and with, and motivated to be better and motivated to work harder and motivated to learn more and, and see. And I hope you watch the film over and over again to really get, uh, um, a clear idea of how teams approached him and attacked him because I don't think he's going to see anything different from, uh, from Oakland than he did from, uh, from Detroit. Other, I mean, aside from, the talent level in Oakland is a little bit different than the, the front four and the, and the defensive talent for Detroit. Uh, speaking of uh, Detroit and Sue, um, I read that he um, he met with Goodell. Uh, he he met with Goodell, or he wanted to have a meeting with Goodell to to clarify or better understand the rules. Um, I, <laughs> I think <laughs> and, and, and Grant says Grant's telling me that he was fined like forty two thousand five hundred since he got into the league in two thousand ten. <laughs> you know, I think if I lost that amount of money, I think I would meet with Goodell too, just to just to clarify that maybe I don't completely get all that. All the rules yet, because I thought that as a defensive lineman, I'm supposed to be nasty and aggressive and, 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 and be hard hitting and be feared and all those things. And apparently I can do that, but I have to be 
softer when I tackle or I, or I have to be <laughs> I have to be something else when I am on the field. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, Sue, I feel you. I think you're a great player, my man, and I think that you know, football is a violent sport, and I think, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I think it's I, – I, I think, unfortunately, it's getting softer, but I think it's a, I think it's a great move, uh, that Sue, and I think it's funny that it went public that he met with Goodell, the, just to clarify the rules and regulations. That's hysterical. Alright, when we come back, we're gonna discuss, uh, a little bit of the Vikings and what's going on there, and then I'm gonna go through my football picks and, uh, maybe some activities I'm doing this weekend. So, we'll be back, Darnell Autry, OTS. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner. Talking baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, welcome back to OTS. I Like she said, I'm your host, Darnell Autry. Um, so... I wanted to talk a little bit about this whole uh, Viking Stadium thing. I, I, I think it's an interesting um, situation. Uh, apparently, uh, the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, uh, their stadium lease is up at the, after this season. And 
there's this big talk about you know what they're gonna do. You know, Minnesota Inns or Minnesota Knights or whatever they, <laughs> whatever they call themselves um, <laughs> are nervous that maybe Minnesota may relocate or go somewhere else. Um, you know, because they've been trying to get out of that um, uh, what's the dome called? The thing that caved in with the snow, the Metrodome. They've been trying to get out of there for. Uh, Grant tells me they've been trying to get out of there for the last decade or so. So, you know, they're, they're concerned that maybe, you know, they're going to relocate because, you know, the state doesn't want to pay the tax, you know, put up the their portion of it for a new stadium and every team wants a new stadium because then they get to, you know, get the revenue and, and, and get better modern, um, you know, modernize the stadium essentially and you can, you know, serve better food. And again, the bottom line is, is that new stadiums equal um, more profit and you can charge more and all that stuff. So I think everybody's, and I, I don't think, I just don't think that Minnesota is going anywhere. I think that they're going to be there for a while. Um, I do think that they do need that they need a new stadium because heaven forbid that that <laughs> that roof collapse on someone and actually someone gets hurt, then that's a whole different beast. I mean, for a safety issue, I think they need a new stadium. But you know, in terms of business, every new owner wants a new stadium, so I I get that. Um, and I think that you know, again, with their history, they lost. Uh, they used to have the Minnesota Lakers. Now they're gone. Um, they used to have uh, there was another Minnesota team, um, Lakers, and then they used to have. Uh, it's escaping me now. But they, uh, the bottom line is that they've got they've had history with losing professional teams, and 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 obviously there's a fear going around that they're gonna that, that that's gonna happen because their lease is up. I think that there is. I think that the state and the team, the organization will do what they need to do to keep Minnesota in Minnesota, keep the Vikings in Minnesota. I think it's a great uh, it's a great town, it's a great market. Um, so I think I think they're going to work it out. I do. I think that uh, you know, yeah, nowadays stadiums are nine hundred million to you know one point. Two billion or whatever the number is now, and that is a huge number. But I think you know the backside of that is that the amount of jobs that are created and the amount of taxes that are provided by the teams and and the stadium itself, and then you got the players and everybody that comes in, and you know they helps you know infuse the economy and everybody, you know. Then you got that um, that that ripple effect that you know people feel good about their new team and they feel good and they're spending money and so on and so forth. So I think that having an NFL team obviously is very profitable and very good for um, uh, for Minnesota and I think that they definitely will do everything they can to keep them I think that would be the smart move uh, I know that LA is is pining for a team and and they've got you know several sites and people are looking to build NFL stadium and blah 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 and you know there I, I think that you know outside looking in and again I am no uh, um, Math magician, okay. I don't know the numbers, and I don't know, um, you know, all the history. All I'm doing is looking at LA and saying, okay, didn't you have the Oakland Raiders? Didn't you have them, and then they left, and then didn't you have the Rams, and then they left? Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that, you know that it can't happen. I'm just saying that history says that L.A. 
has said, listen, we don't, we don't need no NFL teams. We don't need it. We, we've got, we've got our basketball teams. We love that. We've got our baseball teams. We love that. Um, we don't, we don't need an NFL team. And I, and I, and I think it's weird. I, I think it's really strange that, you know, LA does not have a football team, but they've had two already. They've had two. They've had the Oakland. I think they were the LA Raiders at one point or another. And then they had, uh, uh, you know, they had the Rams and then, then St. Louis got them and Oakland got the Raiders. So, I mean, they've had teams and, you know, I know that I, I think I'm not sure and I'm going to have to have my guy look into it, but I think, you know, they both played at the Olympic Stadium or whatever that thing is that they got there and it's a huge stadium and it's next to impossible to fill i mean it's like a hundred thousand you know seat stadium and i think it's a little bit older and and all that stuff so i'm imagining you know that didn't help the cause and then you know having to split the revenue with the city because the, the team doesn't own the stadium and blah 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 i mean i'm sure there's all these different economic reasons why they don't have uh, a football team uh, are they ready now I don't know. I mean, I think football is America's sport. I get that. I don't know that LA, I don't know that LA is ready. I don't, I don't know that LA wants it that bad. I'd love to see a team in LA. I really would. I think it'd be kind of awesome. But, you know, LA is the entertainment capital of, uh, of the world. So I think, or one of them anyway, I don't want to slight New York, but, you know, LA is one of the biggest entertainment capitals of the world. To not have an NFL team seems kind of crazy, but then if you look at it, they've got a lot of stuff going on. You know, they've got the baseball, they've got the basketball, they've got just entertainment in general. They've got movies all over the place, they've got TV shows all over the, all over the place, they've got celebrities running all over the place. So, you know, it, there's a lot happening in LA, and I think that, uh, I, I just, I don't know, it just seems like there's just not the room or the space, uh, for NFL you know, teams and, 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 and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm just outside looking in. Again, I'm not a, I haven't, I haven't done any major research on it. So I'm just outside looking in, giving it a broad brushing overview. I see that they've had teams and then they've no longer have the team. So I don't know, LA. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see it, but I just don't know that, that, that it, we can make that happen. Um, so. Okay, so enough of that. So let's 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 get a little bit into uh, my picks of the week. Uh, I have to say that fantasy football wise, I'm doing pretty well, um, which is separate of these actual picks. But my fantasy team, they, they look pretty strong. I, I'm thinking that I'm making moves. I'm number five or eight, so I think that all I need to do is to get to number four or three. And guess who's number four? My sister, and guess who beat her? This guy did. So I'm thinking that I can get to four or three and then get into the playoffs. Um, and so far as the pools that I've been in, uh, again, I've won two of, I guess, what is this, week eight of the NFL or weeks? Yeah, I think this is week nine of the NFL. Um, I've won two of them. Which is, which is pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I gotta let everybody else win once in a while too. But, uh, I think this week is gonna be kind of an interesting week because, you know, as I look at the pool and all the people that are in it, um, there's some pretty decisive games, uh, as there are every week, but, then there's some games that people are not quite sure. They're sort of, um, and I think you get that when you have teams that are, that people obviously perceive that are on the same level. So let's let's go through the games real quick, and then I'll give you my little picks, and we'll we'll go from there. So I went with uh, so Miami at Kansas City. 
Uh, I went with Kansas City. Uh, and the reason I went with Kansas City, obviously, is because they're at home. Uh, I think the win last week was pretty big for them. I think they're pretty uh, excited about it. I think that they could use that to... Get them to a next another win, so I'm, I, that's that was my that was my call. Um, I just I'm just don't think that Miami has enough firepower defense to 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 hold up, and that that stadium just sounds rocking. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, uh, and by the way, the whole group, the majority of the group, went with Kansas City on that one. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, obviously, the majority went with New Orleans. There were a couple of people that are trying to get fancy and pick Tampa Bay, but I think I went with New Orleans. I think New Orleans uh, is going to handle business at home. Uh, Atlanta, Indianapolis, everyone went with Atlanta. Uh, poor Indianapolis. I, <laughs> it is it is mind-boggling. I still say it every week. It's mind-boggling, the, the, the impact that Peyton Manning has. I think, you know, he is worthy of the MVP as he as he's gotten it, you know, because I've never seen one player have such an impact on a team to where you go from, you know, and if you go to Super Bowl status to playoff status to absolutely winless, that's, that's crazy. Um, so everybody went with Atlanta. Cleveland at Houston, uh, few people went with Cleveland. Uh, I went with Houston again, uh, without Andre Johnson. I still think that they've got a better team than Cleveland. And I know that Hillis is still, I don't think Hillis is playing either for Cleveland. Not that that would make a big difference. Uh, I think he's a great player, but I don't know what I don't know what his agents and all that are doing. I know they're pining for. Uh, he's also trying to get a new contract and blah blah blah. I don't I don't know what's going on. I think he got damaged again, so uh, I don't think it would make that big a difference. But I went with Houston uh, Jets at Buffalo. Okay, so I think that the Jets can go in there and beat Buffalo, and the reason that I think that is because I think. That the Jets had a bye week. I think they've they've game plan for Buffalo. I think that they need to stop the run game first and foremost, and force Fitzpatrick to throw. And I think that the Jets have enough firepower in the defensive back to be able to handle that. So I went with the Jets. Um, even though Buffalo's at home. Uh, San Francisco at Washington. The, and by the way, that Jets-Buffalo game, it's a hodgepodge. Half went with Jets, half went with Buffalo. So I think, again, that's the same kind of thing I was talking about earlier, that if the teams seem evenly matched, obviously everybody's going to be flip-flop or whatever. Uh, they're going to split it down the middle. Uh, San Francisco at Washington. Uh, I went with San Francisco. Uh, I think they've got a pretty great, I think they've got a good defense. I think Frank Gore is absolutely ripping it up this year. It's insane. Um, of course, one person went with Washington. I think they're being fancy and trying to, you know, buck the masses. Um, but I, I think that San Francisco, uh, is going to be too much for them. Uh, Seattle at Dallas. Uh, I went with Dallas. Uh, my gut tells me that Seattle can go in there and beat him, but I can't. Uh, White Hall or White Hurst or whoever the Seattle's got quarterback in. I mean, they've been playing musical chairs, but I don't know who else they got as, as quarterback there, but it's just a, it's a nightmare. So I went with Dallas, uh, mainly because they're at home. So, and then, uh, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Uh, real quick, I went with uh, Cincinnati, even though Tennessee's at home. And I guess they're talking crazy about sitting Chris Johnson or whatever because Ringer is on fire or something. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm going to take a quick break and think about that, and we'll go. We'll come back and discuss that. But I think, I think that's just crazy. We'll be back. Darno Autry, OTS, Voice America. We'll be back. <laughs> We'll be right back.
alternate flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. <laughs> Welcome back to OTS. I have to laugh because I was just getting texts as I was going, as I was doing the show. And, uh, one of my friends basically texted me. He was like, uh, you know, LA better get a team before Europe does. And so, yeah, that, that would be, that would be really hardcore. I hadn't really thought about that. I know that they're trying to do the international thing, but yeah, I would have, I would hope, although again, I always say stranger things have happened, but I would hope that LA or a team or a city in this country would get a, a team before outside the uh so I, I outside the country so I don't I don't I wouldn't worry about that um so back to my picks uh Denver Oakland I went with Oakland the masses went with Oakland uh I think again Tebow who knows what he's got in store hopefully he's better than he was last year I mean last week uh New York Giants at uh New England again the masses went with New England again a few people one person went with the Jets um St. Louis at Arizona ah oh, this this hurts my heart because you know I got a soft spot for the cards cuz I'm here and, and I love to see them do well and I think people around here feel good about them when they're doing well but Man, this year I think they've basically packed it in, and I think that's I think that's terrible. I think it's really terrible. But again, you know, you have a tough season. You have a tough season. It is what it is. So I want St. Louis. I think that um, my guy, um, uh, um, 
Steven Jackson is is an animal and a beast, and I hope he goes off because he's on my fantasy team. Anyway, uh, Green Bay, San Diego, everybody went Green Bay. I went with Green Bay as well. Uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, I went with Pittsburgh. Uh, the Berg at home, I think you know them completely outclassing New England last week was just major. I think that that's a a big huge boost for them. Uh, and Baltimore going into them, I think they uh, you know Joe Flacco can be a bit of a liability when it comes to the bigger game. So. Um, I went with Pittsburgh, uh, Chicago, Philly. I went with my Bears. Uh, I, just because you just never know with Philly, you never know what team is going to show up. And I think that uh, I think the Bears, I think the Bears this week uh, are going to pull it off. So I, I chose the Bears. Okay, so that's my picks. Uh, so I thought that I would close the show uh, and briefly discuss. Uh, what I'm doing uh, tomorrow because uh, I'm actually tomorrow I'm going with a couple of friends and I'm going to a polo match in Scottsdale. Now, I've never been to polo. Um, uh, one of my guys, he, you know, he asked me about three weeks ago, he goes, hey, you know, you want to go to a polo match? I'm like, you know, I've never been to a polo match. I, I mean, I've only, I think I've ridden a horse twice my whole life. So now you got horses and sticks and all that stuff. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And so, of course, we got the tickets. So then I had to do, you know, I had to do some, some, I, I still don't, I still don't know all the rules and regulations. You know, I, I, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, what you know how, i don't know the rules that's the bottom line i don't know the rules it seems like it's kind of soccer um but it's a little bit of like a croquet and it's a little bit of like horse racing um cuz i guess there's a, a ball line that you have to hit and then, then you know they want to preserve the safety of the horses and so the rule to preserve the safety of the horses and of the riders so the rules are set to Protect them. Uh, Again, I guess I guess I will find out tomorrow. Um, You know, I got a buddy who's kind of scared of horses, so you know, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work out. I don't know. I mean, we got the fancier tickets because we want to be in the tent. Because you know, when's when's the next time I'm gonna be like, hey, you know, what we should do? We should go back to a polo match. I don't know when that's ever gonna happen. I don't know if I'll ever get back to a polo match, but. Uh, apparently there's this halftime thing that we have to do that, you know, you go in and you stomp out some of the, the potholes or whatever for the, you know, when the horses leave divots on, the, I, I have no idea. Uh, I'm gonna probably be as, as, as shocked as my buddies are. Hopefully my one buddy that's afraid of, of horses doesn't freak out. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be our luck that he gets kicked and it really throws him over the edge and he's got a real, like, mental issue. <laughs> Fear of, uh, four-legged animals with, with tails that are bigger than he is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's, I think it's pretty hysterical, uh, personally. But it's, it should be interesting. And I think, the one thing that I think we've uh, we were concerned about for like the last two weeks was not the horses, even though my buddy's kind of afraid of horses. It's not uh, 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 where it's at. It's not whether or not the weather's going to be good. It's not this halftime thing where we have to stomp out potholes or and dodge horse manure. I don't even know if they. I don't know. I don't know if they if they poop during the thing. I maybe they poop beforehand. I don't know. I know that I never pooped during the game, so I don't know if. 
horses, they train them or they set them up to where they don't have to poop during the game. So hopefully there's none of that noise going. Uh, the, the, the majority that we spent the week on was what are we going to wear? What what are you supposed to wear to a polo match? So somebody was like, yeah, you should watch, you know, you should watch Pretty Woman because you know there was a polo match in that. I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna watch Pretty Woman that was filmed in what is it early '90s or late '80s to figure out what to wear to a polo match. I mean, I want to fit in, you know, I want to get the full experience. At the same time, I don't want to look like a clown. You know, so I'm dressing in like actual polo shirts with, you know, double pop collars and, and sweaters wrapped around and looking preppy and wearing, you know, shorts and loafers. I don't want to look, you know, look dumb. And I go out there and nobody's wearing that, but that's what they said. That's what they were wearing in Pretty Woman and whatever research I've done. But, you know, I so I want to fit in. Uh, at the same time, I don't want to spend a fortune on a, a, a polo match outfit. I mean, you know, I, I mean, how, you know, how often am I going to wear, uh, you know, uh, white linen pants and, and I don't know if you even wear that. I, that's, that's my image. My image is you're wearing a white polo, you know, you're wearing white linen pants, white shoes, you're wearing a polo shirt, maybe with a, uh, uh, uh another sweater over the top, maybe you got a hat on. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the layout is gonna be on this. This is gonna be a real experience. So, I figure, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna definitely push my fashion sense a little bit. You know, I'm going to push myself to a different area than I've ever... I've never owned a bow tie before. So I'm thinking that maybe I wear some jeans, a button-up, maybe a, 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 a sweater vest, and like a bow tie. And hope, 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 hope that I fit in somehow with the group that there's other people that are dressed above me, you know, wearing, you know, leisure suits and things and, and, and people that are, you know, dressed a little bit below me wearing just shorts or whatever. But apparently it's supposed to be like 65 degrees tomorrow. So, you know, maybe there's other people that are going to be dressed, you know, similar. Uh, I know my guys, I think we're going, you know, after the show today, we're going to go and see what we can find and see if we can, you know, if I could put my fashion sense together and maybe put together a bow tie or whatever. And, you know, again, I don't want to look like a clown. This, I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, uh, make fun of the, of the, the, the groups that are fans of it. I'm not trying to go out and look like something that I'm not either. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to put something together and my guys see you tomorrow morning ready for the polo match and be like, what, what the hell are you wearing? That's, what is that? And, you know, and then I, then I feel bad and look stupid and then we end up going and, you know, I don't fit in even more so than trying to fit in. So it's going to be really, really interesting. And hopefully, you know, next week uh, I'll give you the, the, the complete lowdown on top of. I'll give you a little bit of what I decided to do in terms of my fashion sense and, and see how that worked out. And then I'll give you a little bit of report on how my guys do it. And, you know, my guy that's afraid of horses, I pray, I pray, I pray <laughs> that he doesn't get bit, uh, kicked, uh, trampled. Uh, uh, none of that. I don't hope, I hope, I hope none of that happens because it would definitely scar me because I, 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 you know, it was his, it was his idea, but at the same time, you know, it's the worst case scenario. So hopefully it all works out. And again, I appreciate you all spending time with me today. Uh, I had a great time. Um, looking forward to next week's show. JD should be back. Uh, hopefully we'll have a, a very cool and interesting guest. If not, it'll be me and him shooting it. So, again, thank you very much for joining me during our Autry OTS Voice America. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show. 